Welcome to the 2F Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Coffey. Today is Saturday, March the 6th. It's 9.30 in the morning. I'm tired. And joining me is my host, <laughs> Jeremy Moses. How you doing, Jeremy? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, episode title is More at 11. <laughs> 930 you know, more. That's right. 930 more, more at 11. That's right, man. But, uh... These titles have nothing to do with with the episode, of course. But I like to, you know, this is episode eleven, so you know that's okay. the new the new saying, right? Okay. Is always more at eleven, yeah. so it's like, all right, so this is eleventh episode, so that's what we're going to use. But you doing all right, dude? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just working and yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that? No, I say I'm tired. Yeah. Like last year. I went through this like little midnight, what it's called middle of the night insomnia. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like where I would go to sleep, you know, and I generally go to bed around between 9.30 and 11, you know, depending mm -hmm. on how I feel. And I would wake up at like two or three and I couldn't go back to sleep. You just, you feel like you're awake. I do that every morning. <laughs> yeah. I do it every day. So it hit me this morning again. I, I It lasted for like two weeks. <laughs> this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to get in better shape and, you know, started exercising and everything. And it hit me last night, and it was just, oh, man. So I just got up and worked out, like, at 3.30 and my been going strong, yeah. you know. <laughs> my, my, medicine, my medicine runs out about 3.30 in the morning. Does so it? that's when I wake up. When you wake up. Yeah. It's, uh, it definitely gets you because you start to drag towards, like, the afternoon and stuff like that. Two thirty, three o'clock. Yeah, man, that's, that's that's when it hits me. I'm starting. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, hopefully, this will just be short term, like it was last year. It's just something that just can hit you, like well, insomnia hits you. You know. Also, it's uh, season changing too. Yeah, and we're getting close to daylight savings time, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I I just wish they would eliminate that and just. <laughs> Let's not change time. Let's just keep it how it is. Just go back a half hour and leave it alone. <laughs> Meet in the middle. Or maybe add an hour every day. Yeah. That way you get an extra hour every day and it builds up, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk a little bit about COVID. And, uh, of course, I think everybody's ready for it to be over with. We're, yeah. we're, we're done. Mm -hmm. You got some states saying, screw it. We're done. Texas, Alabama, some of these other states are just lifting their restrictions and just going back to normal because we got the vaccines now. Jeremy, do you think that's wise? Do you think that we should be like Kentucky and be nice and slow and steady? Well, <laughs> I understand. The expert that you are. <laughs> I understand that they want to open everything up, but also you got thousands and hundreds of immigrants crossing the border that they said, what was it, yesterday, 108 tested positive for COVID that they well, just yeah. turned around and released. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the point of having a lockdown if you can't keep people from coming across the board that's yeah. infected? Maybe this is some vast conspiracy where they want this to keep going on. And so they're like, hey, Texas, right. open back up, let these people in. We, we need to keep... Of course, I don't really believe in it. I just think our government's inept in their response to this. Some of that was Trump. Now, now it's Biden in charge. And yeah. uh, something I've talked about with a lot of my friends is, is that you got to really learn how to take care of yourself in your own community and can't trust uh, government to make the best decisions for you a lot of times. So. You're expecting the government to take care of you. 
That's Look right. at the Indians. Well, you know, I was hearing a story. Just, they got the worst it, deal out of everybody. They did, the, yes, they did. The Native Americans definitely did. But look look at Texas, where that they just went through a winter storm just like what we went through. Oh, man. And massive power outages. Of course, you know, the grid is quasi not attached to the rest of the, the country and stuff like that. But you had people that saying they were losing food in their refrigerators because they didn't have power. And I'm thinking... It's snow outside. Put your oh, food yeah. outside in the cooler or do something yeah. like that. But they were expecting some kind of response. And it's like, you got to take ownership of your life and, and, and you know, and, and not expect someone to always take care of it. You know what I mean? Well, the last, uh, the first snowstorm I remember was in 1993 in yeah. Georgia. We got like eight or nine inches, which is nothing anywhere else. But in North Georgia, it's a lot of snow. Yeah. And the power was out for two weeks. And the first thing my grandparents did as soon as the power went out, we dug holes in the snow and took stuff out of the freezer and put it in the snow yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I don't know why. I mean, I, I just remember watching somebody on, a, I think it was CNN or MSNBC, they were complaining that they were losing their food. And I'm thinking, you got snow outside, man. You know, put yeah. it in the cooler and, and yeah. put it out there. But anyway, so, you know, we got the vaccines and we're, we won't say who we work for. Uh -oh. We work for utility company, right? And uh, we are part of this group 1C now. And so now it's up for, which I'll get the vaccine, but I'm trying to decide, you know, which one I would like to get. And like the Johnson and Johnson one is just one mm -hmm. shot versus two for the others. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, I'm not anti-vax. You know, my kids have been vaccinated. They're gonna probably have to be vaccinated to go to school. It's just, now is the time that if a spot opens up, you have to get the vaccine, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't like being forced to do anything. Well, I don't think we're being forced, but it's more like if we get this, we can go back to normal. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be back to normal. <laughs> Not really. I don't was... think I, I, I think they won't. There will be a there'll be a mask mandate. Unless, yeah. Unless a federal mandate is what's coming. Yeah. Well. I believe you know. It, it is because what he it called call, call what he called the Texas and these other states Neanderthals. Yeah, they are. They, they're, they're backward thinking people, back, right? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> See that's the that's where the, like the libertarian in me comes out and says you're you know you tell me to do what, but then I have this other side of me that understands that hey we all live together we all have to work together, you know we we got to get along, and yeah. it's like it ain't like I can just go out and live off off the grid somewhere you know we're we're attached whether we mm -hmm. like it or not we're attached with other people and you got to live at peace with people and yeah. I don't know maybe this is the way to go just get the shot and. Be, be a good little trooper. I feel bad for those people in Texas, man, because they have to buy their, you know, well, we all buy our power. Yeah. Or electricity or utilities. But they were talking about it on the radio on the way over here. This guy had a $13,000 yeah. bill for, yeah. one, for three weeks yeah. worth of service. Yeah, because they, they do different. Uh, they can choose who they buy their power. That's exactly right. And they were actually warned beforehand to switch to another provider. I don't fully understand it. I just I know either. that that's not the system that you want to go to. Mm -hmm. And technically the system we have now, which here in Kentucky you're regulated with the 
the Kentucky Public Service Commission. Mm -hmm. They do a pretty good job of regulating, not let the utilities charge too much. But even then, you know, it's a utility and it's kind of necessary now. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, you'll have a lot of people say that, you know, it's, it's a privilege that you pay for, but I don't know, man. It's it's kind of necessary, just mm -hmm. like internet and stuff like that. So maybe there needs well, to be you, heavier regulations on stuff like this. Well, I, if I your guess. school if your school is shut down and your kids are having to go to school at home, you have to have the internet. So that's, you have to have the lecture. You know, that's exactly lecture. right. So it's it's kind of necessary right now. But anyway, I, I think we're both in agreement that we're ready, more than ready for for things to go back to normal. And man, I uh, <laughs> I want to go to the pizza pub. There you go. <laughs> Have a cold one, eat some pizza, and listen to a live band for 30 or 45 minutes and hang out with some friends. Instead there you of, go. Instead of the, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? Nothing. God. You, might, you might spread your germs to somebody, though. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from COVID. <laughs> Please. It's, it, it's, it's depressing. You know, you, you feel down when you talk about it because it's like we're so close. It takes but, the air out of the room. It does. But uh, I had been doing cult movie discussions, just, you know, movies, you know, that had small followings that we liked. But this movie isn't really a cult movie. It was kind of popular in the 80s. It's still popular now. And what made me think of it on Facebook, you know, of course, you get different advertisements. This was from this shirt company. It had this awesome Goonie shirt. Oh, really? It was like a button-up, uh, almost like a Hawaiian theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, just had, uh, like, the, the pirate ship with them wearing their slicks and skull and it was like really? the goonie oh it was awesome i was like i, I have to i, I was like that. i want to get this and the man was like it's 65 dollars and it's like <laughs> exactly oh. it's like that better be a top-notch shirt but i didn't get it but i'm tempted to but the goonies awesome movie uh 80s that. 1985 richard donner directed you know the guy that did superman mm -hmm. it was actually a story written by steven stillberg i what? didn't know that uh, yeah, uh, Sean Austin, uh, Josh mm. Brolin, Corey Feldman, Josh, Josh or uh, what's his name, Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, who's an attorney now. He's not an actor. Oh, really? Yeah, he's an attorney over there in Hollywood. But uh, what the Goonies was set in Oregon, Asteria or something like that, Astoria. Uh, in in yeah, the in, yeah, in the yeah. Goon Docks. That's what they call. That's why they were called the Goonies. And so the Goonies, what they like, they're. Like their whole, like their group of friends, like th that whole block is like under foreclosure or something in it. It's a golf course. Yeah, a golf course was coming in, mm -hmm. and uh, so they had like one last weekend together, and like their dad was uh, what Mikey, Mikey was iced. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey, hey Mikey, you know yeah. stuff like that. Mikey, uh, Mikey, Mikey. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if they go up to the like the closet, like the dad was like a museum. Uh, he did. He did. Was like ran art, a museum or something. He ran a museum in the town or whatever, and had an archive, personal archive, of, up uh, in the attic of pirates yeah. and stuff. I remember uh, Corey Feldman's character found like that woman yeah, picture he, and put his tongue. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, Mikey, <laughs> da, 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 you know." But uh, awesome movie. Definitely recommend you to watch. Had one of the scariest women in that movie. Ann Ramsey, who played Mama uh, Fortella or whatever, she I, was on uh, Throw Mama from the Train. I love that movie. Yeah, I know, but she was like one of the scary. Like she's so tough looking. Yeah, like she, like you, if she told you to do something, you better do it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> but oh man, I but had, uh, I had a math teacher that looked like her. <laughs> so you listened to her, didn't Eighth you? Eighth grade. <laughs> but 
so like they find this this pirate treasure map or something like that one-eyed willy one-eyed willy in, in the attic and they decide hey we're going to save her mom and dad's so by going to find this yeah. treasure mm-hmm. and they run afoul of the fratella gang which uh broke free from from jail yeah in this restaurant yeah. and like they're hiding out in this abandoned restaurant where the treasure just happens to be you know you know the the the, the passage just happens to be built on top of this you know or the restaurant underneath happens, the fireplace yeah underneath the fireplace and uh their adventures trying to find the treasure, the pirate treasure, has a sloth. Sloth. The uh, you know the disfigured giant, gentle giant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the iconic one line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> you had the, the what the truffle shuffle? Yeah, yeah. the truffle shuffle. <laughs> and the Asian boy, the Data. That was his name. He died. Did he for real? He OD on a, a prescription drug overdose. Well, that sucks. Like two thousand four. Man, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. But he made like these awesome inventions. Yeah. He had the little, the the lights. He had (laughs) had his big trench coat on with uh, this thing across his chest like a backpack. And he had the lights. He had uh, the the punching bag. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That movie was awesome. That was like, I remember watching that as a kid. And like I've tried to show that to my kids, but there's a lot of oh, curse, yeah, swear yeah, words yeah. in the beginning. So yeah. like I we, we pushed back and said we'll wait till they're a little bit older to watch it. But uh, we used to sneak her. My my aunt made a bootleg copy of it. <laughs> what VHS? So, VHS had a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that Robin Hood Disney movie with the animals in it, and it had the Goonies. The Goonies. And we used to sneak around when my dad went at home and watch it because he'd get mad if he saw us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just an awesome movie. I liked uh, what they had a Hispanic cleaning lady come in who couldn't speak English. <laughs> Rosita, or Rosita, Rosita or something like that. And Corey Feldman's character was translating like, "This is where we're going to torture you, and this yeah. is where they keep all their toys." <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It's a great movie. Uh, if you're a child of the '80s, which I am, you are. Yeah. Uh, Definitely recommend you to watch. It's one of those movies you can watch over and over again. Oh my gosh, I've seen it. I've wore out two tapes, two VHS tapes. (laughs) And I just wished, I never did this, because my parents were, you know, sort of protective of us a little Mm -hmm. bit. But I never, of course, and we always lived out in the country, Mm -hmm. so I never really had that network of friends around, like if you lived in a city or something like that, where you could have like a get together and ride out places on bikes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Well, I I never did that growing up, and I kind of- We didn't either. We we lived out in my grandparents' property, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I would go out hiking and stuff like yeah. that out on the farmlands and stuff like that in yeah. the creeks, but it was never mm-hmm. with a group of kids. It was always with my brother or by myself. Or cousins. Or Yeah, or cousins. Yeah. And uh, I never had that, and that's something that, you know, you're kind of jealous of, you know, they were able to do that. Of course, you know, it's a movie and everything's mm-hmm. over, you know, always overdone yeah. and overblown, but still, it's, it's something that you think back on. It's like, man, you know, to have that childhood, to go on a treasure quest or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Cross a crime family that wants to kill you. They wanted <laughs> to kill those kids, man. <laughs> Let's think about that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, great movie. And uh, definitely one of the best movies. Uh, that you I mean, can watch. I, I mean, they wouldn't. I don't think it'd be a you know what Stranger Things 
following if it hadn't been for the Goonies? Probably not, because it it pulls a lot. Yeah. You know, of course, it pulls a lot for like Erie, Indiana, and and you know X Files. But it's also set in the eighties. It is set in the eighties, and it catches that vibe. And uh, there's just something about that era that, of course, you know, I here I am. You know, 1985, I was four. You know, when I didn't watch this movie till I was probably about you know seven or eight or something like that. So, I, but. I still remember and still am influenced, you know, by mm -hmm. the '80s and everything. But oh yeah, great time to be alive. Um, yeah, we definitely recommend you to watch the Goonies. I don't know what streaming platform it's on right now. It might be on either. Netflix or Amazon Prime. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure. something in you know you Google search you'll be able to watch it. Um, we'll move on from that uh, to music recommendations. And uh, have you been listening to any good music here lately? I've been listening to pretty much the same stuff. You're a bluegrass guy. I mean, well, I like bluegrass. I hadn't been watched. I had been listening to a lot of bluegrass. Uh, I, I have been listening to uh, Tony Rice, which is a guitar player that played yeah. bluegrass, but he passed away uh, last year. Oh yeah. So I, I, I listened to some of that, but uh, Blackberry Smoke has a new album out. They're kind of they're from Georgia. They have a, they're Southern Rock. Southern Rock, yeah. yeah if you like Leonard Skinner or 38 Special or some, you know, some of that stuff, you'll like that. Huh. And um, Lucas Nelson, man, Willie Nelson's son. Oh, really? Lucas Nelson <laughs> and, uh, and the Promise of the Real. Check him out, man. Oh, He's yeah. really good. <laughs> I'll do that. You know, we're going to uh, at the end of April, uh, the 24th. Of course, I'm hoping this is going to happen because I bought <clears> tickets for it. Chris Stapleton's <laughs> going to have that relief concert at Kroger Field. Like he did uh, once before? Yeah. And it's going to be Chris Stapleton, Cheryl Crow, oh, yeah. Willie Nelson, mm. and Yola. Do you know who Yola is? Uh, it's kind of like a African or South yeah. America. Yeah, she is. She did, well, a, cool, she, she did a cool version of uh, George Harrison's uh, uh, Here Comes the Sun. Yeah, and uh, also Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. She's this British country soul singer. Okay. And I've actually bought uh, Amanda her vinyl. Awesome. Okay. She she's gonna be opening for him, and I'm really looking forward to her. I never really heard who knew who she was until you know we started you know researching this concert and everything. And uh, her voice and her sound is just amazing. Yeah, she's and, got a great tone. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. I saw I heard that song on a movie, and then I researched. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's cool. So, she's got, definitely got this awesome vibe. She was. Uh, like the lead singer for the Phantom Limbs or something like that, and I think they still perform, but she's like her solo act now or whatever. Okay. But uh, definitely check her. She was on Austin City Limits a couple years back, hmm. and uh, definitely recommend listening, checking her out. She's very awesome. I, you know, you can play that album. I think it's Walk Through the Fire or something like that. I, hmm. I listened to that from beginning to end, no problem. But uh, well, that's cool, man. I didn't know she was. I knew she was overseas. I didn't know she'd come to America yep. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's She's cool. uh, definitely somebody to check out. And what about TV show recommendations? Mm -hmm. TV shows. I saw that, but I wasn't sure if... Uh, I don't know. I ain't really watching any TV. I'm playing this You're PlayStation <laughs> game. I'm obsessed with this game. Well, what are you playing? Uh, Ghost of uh, Tushima, I think is how you okay. pronounce it. Yeah, it's, it's set in Japan, right? Set in Japan, the Mongolian. 
it's more of it's kind of like assassin's creed it's based on events but it's not factual i gotcha yeah uh it's the mongolian invasion of japan and you're this uh one of the last there's four or five samurai left and you're one of the last and you're trying to you know take japan yeah from the mongolian and like invasion. the the sword fights are very there's oh, a lot of strategy uh, in them right it's not like a hack and slash game not, you gotta well, think I mean, about it right well you you can certain times but it's all about timing so I, gotcha. that, I mean they'll they'll actually block i mean it's uh uh the duels are really cool because you can actually duel kind of like the western duels yeah like red dead redemption kind of deal yeah where you can actually if you time it just right you can kill them in one swap i got gotcha. you so cool that's awesome this is pretty neat i'll have to show you send you a link no uh no, it's for TV shows. Me and my uh, wife, Amanda, have been watching that. I think we talked about it a little bit is that new Superman and Lois oh, on the yeah. CW. I forgot yeah. all about that. <laughs> we watched, I watched the second episode the other day. I, I, love, I love it. Uh, it captures the, the, the tone of Superman better than what a lot of the stuff's done in the past, I feel. Because, yeah. you know, Superman at, at his heart is a very gentle spirit yeah. that wants to do good. Mm hmm. And, of course, he was raised that way by the Kents, obviously. But the, I think the movie, especially opening in the first episode, catches the feel mm -hmm. of Superman better than a lot of the stuff we've seen. And uh, I agree. And it just, like, of course, it's doing, this is all part of the Arrow universe. Of course, you had Arrow, you mm -hmm. know, Green Arrow, obviously, The Flash. It's, it's part of that same universe, but a different universe, so to speak. It's like a multiverse, you know, kind of like what Marvel's getting ready to set up with their movies, like where you have these different dimensions. And so they cross over into those mainline shows like Flash and Arrow every now and again, but they're set in their own, own world, basically. And uh, it's a really awesome show to watch. Uh, family can watch it. And uh, definitely recommend you check out Superman and Lois on CW. I think it comes on Tuesday nights, I think. I'm not sure. Tuesday nights or Monday nights, something like that. I always um, get it. The, well, I get it on Wednesday, so I guess it is Tuesday. Yeah. So I get it the day after. And another show that I watch, and I you kind of make my wife watch this. This is just for me to relax. Um, it comes on PBS. It's called A Chef's Life, and it's kind of like this old. Um, it was on from like 2016 to 2018 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it follows this chef in North Carolina, Vivian Howard, her family life. And she had this restaurant she opened over there in North Carolina called, uh, oh, what was it called? It was called uh, The Chef and the Farmer. And it was like low country cooking where everything's fresh. It's around the time when you have like a lot, like you have uh, the Bluebird in Stanford. Mm -hmm. And you have that uh, Barksbury Farm restaurant. We use local produce. Yeah, we use local stuff, farm source of fresh food, stuff like that. And, uh, That's what you should do. It, yeah, yeah, because the, well, the quality of the food's better. Like I, the bluebird there in Stanford, I definitely recommend you eat there. I mean, it's mm. good, awesome food, and uh, and uh, you can definitely tell the difference between eating it like a mainline franchise in some place that sources fresh food, you know, oh, man. Or, yeah. or grown in the community or whatever. But uh, yeah, Chef's Life. I think you can watch. You have to have the passport for mm -hmm. Kentucky Utilities. That's or not Kentucky Utilities, but uh, uh, PBS. Um, or KET, that's what I was wanting to say. Yeah, KET, -E yeah. yeah. What was I thinking? Anyway, it uh, it uh, costs like sixty dollars a year, but I think it's worth it because you get to watch all the back seasons of Austin City Limits, and mm. you know I like watching that music show. But anyway, those are some you know shows to you know recommend you watch or a video game to play if you're a gamer. Um, 
think we'll go on to things. Jeremy, things that make us laugh. <laughs> and uh, watch dog videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of dog videos. Have you, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot more about George Burns. You remember him? The uh, comedian? The, the, the old comedian, yeah. the cigar and glasses, yeah. the big eyebrows. And uh, of course, he died, I think, in the early, the mid 90s. Yeah, I think so. He was like 90. He lived to be like 90-something. Yeah, he was old. He was, he old, was old. And he, there at the end, he made a lot of old old person jokes about you know age and stuff yeah. like that. But th this is a joke from him. It says, it only takes one drink to get me loaded. Trouble is, I can't remember if it's the 13th or the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. This is uh, Mitch Hedgeberg. I think animal crackers made people think all animals taste the same. What does a giraffe taste like? A hippopotamus. A hippo yeah. <laughs> animal crackers, man. You remember animal crackers? I, yeah. I remember the ones that had the icicle, and I was like, man, that's the best. <laughs> I don't remember those. Yeah. I remember my son and daughter play with them. You know, of course, you yeah, know, yeah. I remember doing that too when I was a kid. Animal yeah. crackers, you know, it's like, you know. Uh, Norm MacDonald. Oh, gosh. I love Norm MacDonald. Of course, yeah. you know, Saturday Night Live, Weekend Update. He has Norm's show. He has, you know, several podcasts he's tried. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, Norm McDonald joke. Uh, chess players think checker players are dumb, <laughs> but I love playing checkers. Plus, the red ones are tasty. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the, he's like old school man. I mean, he's, yeah. he, I mean, some of the stuff, some of, on some of those podcasts, some of the jokes he tells, I can't remember them. I can't tell a joke to save my life. But it's got the rhythm and everything. It's kind of like that well, old Norm is. He's an acquired taste, and he's more of a comedian's comedian. Like yeah, a lot of your yeah. comedians love him. Dave, he's David Letterman's favorite comedian. Yeah. But he is someone that not everybody's going to get. And a lot of times, Norm will tell a terrible joke on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, trolling to an extent. Yeah. And uh, Andy Kaufman used to do that a lot too, where you know he would purposely do a, a bad set just to get a bad reaction then he would bring it back like control emotions yeah, and stuff like that showing his control that's the yeah. control of the crowd and he was a master of it norm mcdonald to me has that same kind of skill level where he can give this big long winding story that you're like okay where's he going with it then he comes in and crushes it with the with the with the hook and the punchline so well he's speak. really good at what he does because his voice is really really irritating so <laughs> my, my wife thinks not my wife but uh my brother can't listen to him at all because his, his voice is irritating. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter, and he gets really, you know, philosophical, and, and, and just, you know, he'll talk about all sorts of different stuff yeah. and about his past. And I, I have his uh, book he wrote, and it's kind of semi-true. A lot of it is tall tales, but uh, <laughs> some of the stuff he went through as a child, it's kind of rough because uh, he was abused oh, man. by a family friend and, and stuff like that. And uh, he didn't really go in depth on it. You, you have to read the book, but you know, mm -hmm. he, it's something that happened to him. And uh, definitely, you can kind of see why maybe he acts the way he acts mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, why, you know, a little well, bit. They of say some of the best comedians have a dark side, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a way to protect yourself, maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, make people yeah. laugh. I mean, Robin Williams struggled with that a lot, where he oh, felt yeah. like he had to make everyone laugh. That was a man that had a lot of pain in his life and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and uh, a lot of addiction problems and stuff. But, 
But anyway, uh, you know, the way I think, I love comedy, and if you can't laugh, what can you do? And there needs to be more laughter in the world, especially now where oh, we've yeah. got so many. Especially now because everybody's so, everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. Chip on the shoulder, we're polarized. You have to think this way. If you don't think this way, you're my enemy, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, mm. it's crazy. Uh, that'll feed into the, the, the scripture, I guess. We'll, we'll move on to scripture. And uh, Jeremy, this is going to be something that, uh, a lot of people, I went to not necessarily, an old school traditional Christian church I was raised in, uh, where you're kind of taught that you shouldn't really question God. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, strict and that, you know, mm. praise God in the good times, seek God in the bad times, stuff like that, but you can't mm. question him because questioning him is a sin. Because you can't question the character of God. And uh, I've never really understood that because if God is God, if God is this omnipotent creator, he's omnipresent, all-knowing, He surely he can take a, a question from me, right? Little old me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well I mean... I mean I've all, you know, my parents taught me, you know, if you're not first, you know, 100% sure, ask a question. That's exactly right. So why wouldn't you ask somebody? And when you ask a question, you'll generally get an answer or you'll try uh, to find the answer, to, right? Yeah. So uh, Isaiah 118, the first part of it says, come now and let us reason together. Okay. And a lot of ministers that you talk to they'll they'll when you're going through tough times or even your friends may say this they'll, they'll get you'll read to you verses like romans 8 28 where you know god is using all things for the for the greater good so when you're going through bad stuff you know you're god's using this for the greater good mm -hmm. and uh, or jeremiah where you know god you know guides your steps you know stuff like that and i understand that but when you're going through bad stuff like the loss of a of a of a family member mm -hmm. or you know you have a relationship end and you don't want it to end or just bad stuff happening to you it's kind of hard for you to have that sink in and i think it's okay to question god i mean let, let's think about this uh uh king david cried out in psalm 22 1 my god my god why have you forsaken me why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning. Think about that. And when Jesus was crucified, he said that. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. Questioning God, where are you? Yeah. In my, in my troubles, in my hurt, my pains, where are you? And... You know, the, the past three episodes we've been talking about human emotions as far as it's okay to be sad, it's okay mm -hmm. to doubt, and it's okay to be angry. And all those things, you have to be sincere and honest with your emotions, and you have to me, you have to pursue God. And if you're yeah. pursuing Him, I don't know when you'll get that answer. Maybe you'll get it right now. Maybe it'll be years from now. I have no idea. Mm. Time is something that we use, right? But time is, God exists outside of time for like, 
from God, uh, a, a day is eternity. A thousand years, a thousand years is one day. And we try to fit God in these human boxes mm -hmm. and we can't do that. Um, there's a, a great question about if God is all powerful, can he make a rock so big that even he can't lift? That's a that's that's a trap question because yeah. if he if he can create if he can't create the rock is he really God or if he can't create a rock he 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 can't lift is he God right mm -hmm. and so you're trying to fit God in these notions that we don't understand right like we yeah. we don't truly understand God we know through Scripture that he loves us that mm -hmm. he's working towards the betterment of us but there are things that happen on this world that. I definitely don't agree with a, a, a child with a terminal illness like brain yeah. cancer oh, God. or uh, stuff like that where you see someone going through this intense suffering and pain. And I know people will probably expect me to bring up the story of Job. You know, Job was someone that, you know, Satan goes to God and says, hey, and, and, and God says, look at Job. He's, you know, this, this great servant of mine. He's like, well, it's because you put a hedge around him. And God's like, no. There's no hedge around him, you know, and Satan's will let me have him. He's like, well, have Adam. So, you know, Job loses his family, his house, his possessions, where mm -hmm. his friends and his wife tell him to curse God, basically. Yeah. And he does question God, yeah. and God answers him at the end. And uh, I've never, Job is a hard story to read because you think it has a happy ending because he gets everything restored tenfold to him he, he gets some uh, you know more kids all that stuff but you think about it, he still lost his kids in the yeah, beginning his stuff still, in the beginning yeah. you know so it's not exactly you know this happy story at the ending it's uh and i'm going to flat out tell you i don't have the answer to this why we go through hard times mm -hmm. i don't think anyone has the answer mm -hmm. to that and they're lying to you if they they try to proclaim that um mm -hmm. Yeah. We have faith that all these things are working towards a purpose. And uh, if you're a believer, that there's some underlying reason why stuff happens, I guess. I, I don't necessarily believe that God is the clockmaker. You know, a lot of your Freemasons and, and older believers thought that God was this great designer that made this clock, the world. Yeah. And he took a step back and he's just letting it run. Well, Scripture tells us that God interacts. He definitely interacts with certain individuals. Um, but how much does he interact in your life? I mean, there's times where I feel God, and there's times when I don't feel God. And I think that's... That's being human. That, that you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard. But I think that you should be able to question God. And if you're being sincere, this is something you'll probably hear me be a broken record on. If you're coming at it from a place in sincerity and you're being honest and you want the answer and you're pursuing the answer. Isn't that considered growth? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I study music for my whole life. And if you don't have a question, you're standing still. Yeah. So how are you supposed to grow as a musician or as a person if you don't have a question? That's that's definitely, yeah. So like you said, if you're coming from the right place, if you generally have a question and you're really honestly looking for the answer, you will find it. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. It won't, it won't be on your timetable, 
but eventually you'll you may not even know it at the time but you'll see it yeah yeah it's uh i don't it, it's hard being a believer and i've always someone that i've struggled with my faith walk Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you'll see people, and we're not supposed to do this, but you'll see people, and it seems like they got it all together, like they're happy. Mm -hmm. they, well, then more often than not, you come find out they have their own problems as well. Everybody mm -hmm. has your problems. Everybody has your struggles. And so you can't get in that trap of comparing yourself to other people. You just have to be comfortable in your own skin, I guess, and, and do the best you can one day at a time, yeah, right? that's all you can do. Yeah. But, you know. So if you look at the whole... There's steps, this, I don't know, there's steps to everything. One step leads to the next step. If you look at the whole staircase at one time, of course you're gonna have doubt and overwhelm. But I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's, it's, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Uh, especially like in music, you know, you got bars, you got measures. Yeah. You can have a piece of music that's like 30 pages long. Of course, it's going to take a long time to memorize it and play it, but you just go one measure at a time. I got Work you. on that one spot at a time. Yeah. Find your flaws yeah. that you can, that you see, and, and just what questions you have. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I believe in God. I come from a Christian background. My dad was a pastor for years, and, uh, um, I believe that he healed my dad because my dad just got over his, he just had surgery for cancer and he's 100%. Well, t tell that story. Do you, you care to tell that? Well, this is, I mean, I think he was questioning God because yeah. at the time in October, they gave him two months to live. Yeah. So Christmas Day, he wasn't even supposed to be alive. Yeah. And his, you know, when they told him, he said, you know, you got what's my time frame? And they told him, they said, well, you got two months to live. And my dad, right off, my mom, my stepmom's right off the bat said, my dad said, well, I guess I'm going home. Yeah. But he did have some, you know, he did, you know, wind this, the, everybody's asked that question. Yeah. Why this happened to me? Yeah. I mean, I asked it when I got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Yeah. What did I, you know, you, yeah. you look at yourself and you're like, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah, yeah. But Michael J. Fox in another book, he looks at it as a gift. Yeah. And it's not as curse or a or punishment. Yeah. Because he's using it to further research yeah. for other people. And my dad is an is is a negative Nancy. He's, uh, <laughs> he always told me, if you if you expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand where that's coming from, but I don't think that's how you should live. Yeah. But he had a growth on his back and it busted through his skin and he almost bled out before he got to the hospital. And, uh, and it was I an aggressive cancer, right? That's why they gave him the, the, gave, the... Well, they, they told him, they said it was growing so fast that uh, there's no way of... Yeah. You know, it's the, fat, the most aggressive cancer. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's the most aggressive and the, and the yeah. fastest growing yeah. cancer. And uh, they... So he gets finally gets to the doctor, and come to find out at UAB in Birmingham, Alabama, there's a lady there that specializes in that cancer that's yeah. actually there. Yeah. And this other doctor brought her in on the on the on my dad's case. He got to looking at it. She says, "We can get it." Yeah. 
So my dad was so set on that he was going to go. One point, he's like excited to go to go to, to go to heaven. Yeah, he's scared to die because he doesn't want to leave his family behind. Yeah, and he's so set in his mind that he wouldn't get a second opinion. That, you yeah, know? yeah. And and then this lady coming in his life that God puts people in your life. That's right. It may not be God answering the question, but maybe the person in your life answers the question. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, you know. And they were able to get it. God gave those people the ability to do what they do. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And that, I can definitely understand that, you know, because. I mean, here's a guy that was a pastor. Yeah, from from the time I was born, until who we would consider uh, someone who should have strong faith, right? Yes, yeah. always. I mean, to the point where when we were kids growing up, we I loved kung fu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I was six years old, you know, watching Bruce Lee and stuff, my dad would turn the volume off just to watch the kung fu, <laughs> the, the, the martial cause, arts, cause, yeah, because of, of the cussing. My dad was yeah. so. So protective and tried to keep us, you know, sheltered from temptation that you know we would stay. Yeah, I got on you. a certain path. Yeah, yeah. But here's, you know, here's a guy that was questioning. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, and that's what I mean. Everyone does that. Um, yeah. You have doubt. You have anger. I mean, we we have all these emotions, and to be human is to feel that and. There's this, oh gosh, this German movie. It's an old black and white movie, The uh, Seventh Seal. Hmm. Now, what's the name of it? The, the, the director, I can't remember. Anyway, it's set during, after the Crusades. This knight comes back. You know, it's in Europe. Mm-hmm. Him and his squire come back. And this is the time when the, 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 the Black Plague is going around. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, so people are dying left and right. And this night, you're, they're on the, and the movie starts out, it's this iconic scene where they're on this beach and there's just this eagle flying in the air, just hovering. He comes to this beach, they shore, and they're sitting there, and who's waiting for the night but death, the Grim, Whip, the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. And that's where, if you remember watching Bill and Ted's, or uh, Bogus yeah, Journey, Bogus Death, Journey. Yeah. that's who Death is based off of, this figure from the Seventh Seal. Really? Yeah, this the black hooded guy oh, holding the, the... I didn't know that. I never heard, the, heard yeah. of the movie. The movie is awesome, but it deals with that dying and having doubt. This knight is terrified of dying. Mm-hmm. And so he plays a game of chess with Death to prolong it. And if he wins, he gets to live. And uh, so the movies, it intercuts scenes of him playing chess on the beach and then him traveling home to his to his keep to be reunited with his wife and his squire and they end up meeting different people and interacting and you have scenes of violence and, and death because you know it is the middle the the middle ages mm-hmm. but uh the squire has this more of bring it on i'm ready to die or the knight even though he's a believer he's terrified because mm-hmm. you have this in the back of your head where is it what if what if what if i'm mm-hmm. a fool and you know a lot of people will tell you you'll have ministers do this all the time they'll say well that's satan trying to, to scare you whatever and i'm like no that's not satan for one thing satan is a fallen angel he's not all powerful like god he's mm-hmm. not everywhere yeah 
Now, he was around Jesus when Jesus walked around the earth, and he fell with a host of minions, and I'm sure that they have their people they get on, but they're not countless. They're not infinity. Satan can't create anything. In fact, if you say the name of Jesus, they flee and cower in terror because mm -hmm. they're defeated. And so when people say, well, Satan's getting on you, Satan, I'm like, no, that is you, mm -hmm. yourself. Don't make an excuse. That's you. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we've done this from the beginning. If you look at the, the beginning where Adam and Eve fell in the garden, the Satan, the serpent, tempted Eve, right? He told her that, mm -hmm. no, you won't die. Mm -hmm. You'll live. You know, God's hiding stuff from you. And she fell into the lie, the half-truth. Mm -hmm. And she ate because she wanted to. Not because she was deceived. She wanted to. Mm -hmm. She's like, he's probably, you know, yeah, why, why should I be denied this? Then she gave it to Adam. Adam ate. And when God confronts them, they blame each other. But then Adam, if you also read it, Adam also blames God as well. He says, the woman that you put here with me gave me this. You know what I mean? And so it's like they were trying, they didn't take responsibility and say, I ate it because I really wanted to. Yeah. You'll be honest with yourself and, and be honest and take ownership of your life and, and don't try to blame the devil for tempting you. You fall into those temptations because part of you wants to do that and, you, and how you... It's like when Jesus talked about um, sinning and how sometimes it might be better for you to cut your arm off. He's not talking literally, but he's saying who you surround yourself with, okay. what you read, what you watch, that becomes part of you. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that to be true. And I've watched a lot of zombie movies over the year and a lot of violent movies. And so those images and that stuff that's in the back of my head. And so here, you know, you know, I'll be singing a, a hymn song or whatever, and then in the back of my head, it's like zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a connection. You may be singing a song you heard in something, yeah. a movie or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. And it'll trigger that, that, that thought. Yep. So I guess what we're trying to get at, questioning God, that's human. It's okay to do that. Right, it be, it's okay to be human. Be comfortable with yourself, and don't put those yokes of perfection on yourselves. That yes, we should strive to do as good as we can, but we're never going to be able to achieve that. And so, just understand that you live under grace, and that you're going to mess up. But the point is, if you fall if down in the mud, and get up. And if you're expecting him to show you, <laughs> it's not going to happen. You got to be looking for it. That's right. And uh, you see somebody in the mud, help them up, you know? And it, I don't know, man, it's just, it, it's hard. It, it's hard being a believer. And for you non-believers out there that are listening. That's why it's, that's why it's the way it is. It's those, I've heard this my whole life. If it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> that's right. And if it was so easy, then you wouldn't you have even more questions? That's right, yeah. But I don't know, man. I mean, it. Because I think, I mean, the easy stuff, that you, so everybody's got their own little talent. Some stuff comes easier to people than others. They don't work at it as hard. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people take a lot of stuff for granted because it is easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Jeremy, that was a great faith talk. I think we'll we'll end it there. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else to add? <laughs> uh, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> it is a pretty day. Yeah. And uh, I think we're gonna grill out some hamburgers tonight. I'm uh, I'm fixing to go pick up my truck and wash it. Are you? Yeah. And, uh, Did you uh, finish watching uh, WandaVision? No, I haven't. Okay, well, we can't talk about that then. It's really good. Uh, I've gotten about third or fourth episode in. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I've been obsessed with that darn game. Yeah. My, yeah. my wife and I fight over who's playing. <laughs> she loves Tomb Raider and uh, Uncharted. Those kind of, you know. Kind of adventure games. Treasure. Stuff like, yeah, treasure hunting. I never would have thought she would like a hack and slash samurai, but she does watch Kung Fu movies with me. Yeah. But, yeah. But we, yeah, we fight over. <laughs> I guarantee you, she's probably playing it right now. <laughs> I got you. Well, hey, man, you're out of the house, you know, yeah. right? So it's awesome. But, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show with the quote of the show. And of course, you know, I love, like I said before, I love comedies, love to laugh. And uh, this quote is from Parks and Recreation. Good show. A great. Ensemble comedy, Chris Pratt, Rashida Jones, uh, Nick Offerman, Nick Offerman, had uh, Rob Lowe in it. You Rob know, Rob Lowe, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of awesome actors are on that show, and uh, came out. What I think, uh, while the Office was at its peak, and it's kind of mm -hmm. set in that kind of you know mockumentary or whatever. Yeah. But uh, this is from Ann Perkins, who is who is. Uh, played by the great Rashida Jones, who was also on The Office. Um, she says, jogging is the worst. I know it keeps you healthy, but God, at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Pounding on the hips. That's right. <laughs> you jog, right? I do. Do you, uh, you, do you feel it, or, or have you got to the point where No, you're... I don't feel it yet. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, of course, my wife has an uncle that's jogged for I don't know yeah. how many years. That's what you worry about uh, is the the impact on your 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 joints and stuff like that. But I haven't had any problems. Of course, I uh, I run on a treadmill, um, and uh, what I do I don't jog the whole time. Like what I do is like I'll, I'll walk two minutes, then I'll run three to five. Okay. You know I'm trying to do that. Uh, I can't remember the the official name for it. But it's like. Uh, Get your heart beating as fast as you can, mm -hmm. and then calm it down. Calm get it, down. yeah, and uh, burn more calories that way. And uh, but I try to do you know two to three miles every other day on the treadmill, and then the days in between I will walk and lift weights. Well, this work, man, you've lost a lot of weight. I have. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, I you know I've told this story on here before, but. Last summer, of course, I was the heaviest I've ever been, 188. And I watched that uh, Bear Grylls, it's on Amazon Prime's Eco Challenge in Fiji, where like these four person teams from different countries, like 60 teams, mm -hmm. do this 10 day race. I don't know how many kilometers it is, but it should take you 10 days. Oh, man. And the, the team that won it, the New Zealand team, did it in like three days. And the pace wow. that they set was amazing. Really? Oh gosh! Watch it just to watch that that, that What's team. What's it called again? Uh, Eco Challenge, Eco the world's toughest race. It's Fiji. 
but mm-hmm. it's got Bear Grylls, you know, man versus mm-hmm. the nature, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever that show was, man versus wild. But that, and then, you know, I was picking up my kid, or I met my wife and my kids at my mother-in-law's house. And, you know, I was chasing my daughter and I playing tag. I was just getting tired. I was like, golly. Oh, man. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, this COVID stuff, I had to shave my goatee off because of the N95 mask you yep. have to wear. Yep. And so I didn't realize how bad of a double chin I had. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, and, and I'll never do that again because it come to find out I didn't have to shave my goatee off. And it pissed me off because <laughs> I felt like Samson without it. But, uh, but I will never do that again. But uh, so I've lost what I'm 163. I've, so I've lost what, like 25 pounds That's awesome. since last August. And I'm trying to get down to 155 by the time I turn 40. And I'm getting there, but I'm kind of hitting that that wall that you hit with yeah. losing weight. Mm-hmm. And so it's now it's like trying to tweak my diet, and mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't really. Been, I've been what I did, Jeremy, is like I used a, a calorie calculator to calculate how many calories I need to maintain my weight. And I set okay. my weight at 155 when I go, and so I'm cutting from that to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And that I shed it off very fast, but now I'm kind of hitting that that wall, so to speak. And uh, so now it's like, okay, instead of counting calories, maybe I do need to start eliminating some stuff like processed sugars. And I have a friend, uh, Mark, who's actually doing that now. Of course, he's had some health problems. Man, but uh, sugars. Yeah, sugars in just about everything. Oh, man. And, uh, but I feel better than I've had in a long time. A lot more energy. and, mm-hmm. and uh, But it's been a, a slow process. Mm-hmm. And, but definitely something, I mean, I know you go to the gym workout, yeah. so mm-hmm. definitely something that you feel better. But as far as my joints hurting, stuff like that, I haven't felt anything yet. Of course, I take a multivitamin. I, I drink a lot of water now. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the, I used to run. I used to, I ran a cross country, not, and not for the school or nothing, but I had a guy that, a friend of mine that was trying to get into the military. Yeah. And I ran two miles yeah three, you know three miles something like that back then so i got him to run it with me whatever and you get that runner's high yeah once you get to where you're breathing yeah can, can, but uh he kept asking me he said i just ache and ache and i said i don't know how much water are you drinking yeah. he says, i don't yeah. drink water that's like that's your problem yeah a lot of people don't realize that you, you need to drink what like 64 fluid ounces of water now you'll get some of that from the food you eat yeah but like if you wake up and you have headaches, it's because mm-hmm. you're dehydrated. Drink your water. You need to drink about it, almost a gallon a yeah. day. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's a lot. It seems like a lot, but I mean, for your body to process, it's not. And uh, you just I mean, have to go to the bathroom a lot, yeah. but uh, but it, it's good because it flushes out the bad stuff out of you mm-hmm. too. And uh, I don't know, man. It just healthy living as far as doing that. And I started out slow. Like, I would walk around the house. Like, I'd do, like, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes while I got home from work, and 10 minutes before I go to bed. Well, just making that change is it's, the biggest it, it, That's exactly just right. Getting, just the, getting up and getting... Setting a, a, a foundation, then a build mm. upon it where I was ready to start actually yeah. doing... And, you know, of course, both me and you worked for Coca-Cola. Mm, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. I did that in my early 20s for a while as a merchandiser, and so I was in pretty good shape doing that, just hauling those pallets of pop mm-hmm. around and, and, and stacking them. That was a workout in itself. And, and 
I just yeah. got out of shape, dude. I mean, it's easy being a dad. And even though I was trying to be active with my kids and the job that we do where we can sit in our trucks for a while, <laughs> especially as COVID stuff has kind of limited what we do oh, a lot. And so you, you uh, sometimes you don't even eat healthy. I, like I take my lunch every day mm. now, make sure. That, you know, oh, it helps. Yeah. That's a big part yeah. of it. But uh, yeah, anyway. So yeah, we went on a health rant there at the end. But, uh, <laughs> we, we we thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can follow the show at uh, or you know my thoughts stuff like that on on Twitter two F talking or you can follow my uh, Facebook page to see when we we post this. We thank you for listening and uh, hope you enjoy. And yeah, I'll try to. I've I've said this. I said it many times. I when I started, I wanted to do like every week or every other week. You know, biweekly. Now it's whenever I have time to, to do this. So <laughs> so you'll hear me whenever I have time to do this. Take it easy. Later. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, man. Yep.